me tell you about this girl. Maybe I shouldn't. I met her in Philly, and her name was Brown Sugar. See, we be making love constantly. That's why my eyes are a shade blood burgundy. The way that we kiss is unlike any other way that I be kissing when I'm kissing what I'm missing. Won't you listen? Continue podcast. Episode 69. Dudes. <laughs> nice. It's a little D'Angelo brown sugar for y'all. Oh, uh, <laughs> look. We're correct. Scra- we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for slow jams after 69 episodes, Susan. Uh, okay, I, I mean, fair, but I, I still uh, feel like there were choices. That's all I'm saying. Choices. Here's, here's what I'm going to give listeners of Continue Podcast right now. When okay. we get to episode 420... Oh, God! Okay. We will change the format of Slow Jams permanently, but we have to get to 420. <laughs> wow. Okay. We gotta get there, though. Okay. Only All right. then. All right, only my then. man. Uh, everybody, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and uh, I want to remind everybody listening that this is your fault. Uh <laughs> Not mine. Just to I let didn't, people know. You, you chose to listen to this. We're just doing it because we're here. Uh, this is a show that is ostensibly about video games and pop culture. And uh, we do start every episode with a slow jam just for you. Uh, I have with me, as always, my, my two wonderful co-hosts. We have Susan Arndt. Hi! We're all a little a- punchy. We're yeah, all little I'm losing my. I'm straight up losing my mind. Also, <laughs> did you know there's a lot of spiders in the woods? <laughs> no, tell me more. <laughs> well, sure. I sure. Uh, I did not. I did not factor that into the purchase of this. That wasn't on home. the. That wasn't on the like the one sheet that they gave you at the house. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You know, it was like you know, two point two five acres, millions of spiders. They what left ki- that bit what out. Kind are we, what kind are we talking about? What kind of spiders? Oh, just, are we talking? I mean, ordinary, not nothing people. poisonous. Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, hopefully not. I don't think so. There's one that has like a big yellow butt, and it kind of freaks me out. But mostly, it's just you know. Are they spider. jumpers? I like a good jumper. They're not. They're not. Right. They're not. They're not. But what? It, so we have a fence because of you know because of the doggies, and um, wherever there is a possibility of an angle of any kind, <laughs> a, sp- a spider is in there, man. He's like, oh, fuck yeah, go make a way. I found a right angle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, the corners, you cannot go near the corners of the, you can't. You can't, literally, so the, the fence is about four feet high. They stack on top of each other. Like, brother's got the, the brother spider got the penthouse web up there. And then, you know, another couple levels down, another guy's like, all right, well, it's not the penthouse, but this is still some prime real estate. Like, all, you'll have like six of them going <laughs> oh, down no. in the corners. It's horrifying. Oh, no. It's terrible. Uh, this is, this is for, for folks uh, listening at home who occasionally don't get the window into uh, the, con- the life of Continue Podcast when we're not recording. This is a couple of years ago, uh, and I was bitten by a spider <laughs> on my leg. And oh, it I was this. 
Oh, really, yeah. it was bad. And my solution after being bitten by this spider, because my wife and child were not around, was to go for like an all day hike. <laughs> Which I did. Just walk it off. Just and like, I'm like, like <laughs> Dave is like getting texts throughout the day. Like, look at this fucking wall. It's just like Shadow of the Colossus. Like some real weeb shit. <laughs> and then... At night, I send a picture to Dave and Susan. It's like, hey, guys, look how fucked up my leg is. <laughs> and Susan, being the, the, the voice of reason Often, in, our, in, yes. in, this, in this tripod, goes, go to the hospital <laughs> now. To which I responded, it's fine. I bought a bottle of rum. <laughs> yep. The end of this story is two days later, I went to the hospital and the rum was gone. <laughs> Oddly, the rum and whatever movie you pirated, which I don't remember what it was. No, it was it was, it was the, the the reboot of Mystery Science Theater had just come. Okay. Out. So it's like I'm just gonna lie around. I'll just stay off it. I'll just stay yeah, off you, it. You you laid prone on the floor. For two uh-huh. days, yeah. drank an entire bottle of rum, and shockingly... That's right. It didn't get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, the point is, is if you're in the woods in, <laughs> <laughs> and you see a lot of spiders, the answer is rum and your <laughs> friend's infinite patience. <laughs> uh, we also have... Uh, uh, the 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 heart and soul of Continue Podcast, Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. That's a lot of uh, pressure to put on me. I don't know if I can live up. It's to true that. though. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's true. One hundred percent. I'm thinking about becoming one of those YouTubers that has like a wall of games behind oh, me God, when I film. No. But no. like no, but no, but all the games are gonna be like the direct that they can't get rid of on eBay. Just yes. like yes. endless yes. copies of Big Buck Hunter and Madden 97. It's just, yeah, yes. it's all, it's like various copies of NCAA 2013. <laughs> Yo, it's your boy. Uh, uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, we're going to be playing uh, 24 The Game Yo, on the PS2. Today got, it's all we, about Woody Pop and then we, Irritating Stick. We got a fresh uh, thing, uh, Carnival Games here. Uh, we got Ninja Bread Man and uh, Cabela's Wheel of Outdoor Fortune 2008. On the Sega Genesis. Ninja Bread Man. Oh, how's that? How's that taking you back to Ninja that's, Bread Man? There. Wow, that's a t- wow. Yep, there's a whole other Yikes. world. I've got my. Where's, okay. where's Where's my Ninja Bread Man HD remaster? I've got my Nyko Airflow Wii Remote ready to go. There it is. Yep. Nice. <laughs> okay, actually, this is a wonderful transition. Speaking of Drek from a thousand years ago on a Nintendo system. Okay. Shortly before uh, uh, hopping on to record this episode, uh, I received in the mail two lab- Nintendo Labo sets. Yeah. Uh, they were $16 a piece. Which ones did you get? I got I got like the the variety pack like the base pack okay. that has like the piano in it and the little RC car and the dollhouse and shit and then I got the one that's like the vehicle set where it's like the steering wheel yeah. and, and all that stuff and so a I like and the thing is Dave is you you explained to me how involved this was 
you you said like these take time yeah. to put oh, together. I hope you mm-hmm. like a little project because it's gonna take yeah. you an afternoon. I hope you yeah. like a work day <laughs> with your with your goddamn entertainment. But the thing <clears throat> is, is like these giant Susan. These things weigh eleven pounds each. Like the boxes are heavy. It's well, a lot of cardboard card- in there. It's a lot of cardboard. Pa- paper gets heavy, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> So they come in. You ever hold, you know, a, you ever hold yeah. Beyond Two Souls script, my friend? It's, wait, wait. <laughs> it's a thousand you know, pages. You know what they call like a whole lot of compressed paper? A tree! Yeah, that's true. That's tree true. Tree. So, so two trees showed up at my home from Best okay. Buy. Okay, all right, excellent. <laughs> I yeah, paid $16 for two trees that have gone uh, to exceptional re- uh, lengths for their makeovers. Yep. Um... And so these these wonderful, colorful Nintendo boxes, my daughter sees them and is like, what are those? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I discovered two things in my initial Nintendo Labo experience. One, four-year-olds do not understand, honey, it will take me four hours to yeah. assemble no. that piano. No. Nope. They don't get that. Nope. And that mm-hmm. makes them, the, the entire reality of Nintendo Labo makes four-year-olds very upset. Yeah. <laughs> now, that said, I did take the ten minutes it takes to do the first thing, which is okay. to make your little, uh, they call it an RC car, but really, it is a small cardboard spider. You make a cardboard spider mm-hmm. uh, that you put your Joy-Cons uh, on, mm-hmm. and then you take the Switch itself... And you, like, have little uh, buttons that will trigger the HD rumble that makes the Joy-Cons shake hard enough while they're inside the spider to make the spider move. Okay. Delightful. It, it, it Very noisy. You know, it annoys the parents. Very, Great stuff. Very noisy. Four-year-olds love this. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Love it. Love it so much. They love it. And uh, watching a four-year-old be delighted by, like, making a little cardboard spider around the room mm-hmm. like a, a, uh, a, like some kind of a horrible, noisy monster. Great. I got my $16 worth. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> now, the thought that follows all of this, though, is that was a $16 experience. If I had paid $70 for this... That cardboard got crinkled and creased and bent, like, by breathing on it. I was like, man, I thought that this was going to be, like, heavier, more durable stock, but, like... Wait, it's not, like... It is like, corrugated. Okay. It is, it is fine. Dude, All right, like, are we like, talking... Okay. Is it, like, a pizza box? No, it is not that sturdy. They are not even I close just, to dude, that sturdy. I, like, are... Do you just, like... Gra- like crush I things. Cure things with like, rum, Dave. I'm not the, a delicate man. I spent the full price on these because I got them for my daughter. We put them together. We had a fun time. My son, who is younger than my daughter, has been playing with them regularly. They're fine. They're Anthony. fine. I'm, I'm, they're fine. They're fine. I like, but uh, when I took the spider out, I was like, "All right, I'm getting ready." And it just like, the, what are the it almost looks like wings before you fold it up, but like the legs just bent in my hands and I wasn't doing anything fancy. Did I mention that I recently mangled my hands in farm equipment? Okay, see. And no, no, no. All right. 
That was my that's that was my Labo experience. I'm not saying that they're bad. I, I I'm just saying I was surprised that they were so delicate. Uh, I was expecting like you know. It can box. be, the, and the, like the stickers. Once you start messing with those, like after a while, they kind of stop mm. sticking. You have to like. I I think I need to glue some of the because the stickers are what the joy the IR sensor sees to know like yes. what uh, what to well, do. Wait, wait, why are you moving stickers? It's you're not. It's just like when you're taking oh. these little things, like these little doodads that you stick in and out. Eventually, the stickers just oh, after time. I get it. I get it. Come okay. unstuck because they're like. Got it. They're just kind of like on the tip, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, th- I think I just need to glue them down. But yeah, it's I don't know. Just don't manhandle. It is. Them. Be, it is. In- well, I, I, my, hook, my child handles them just fine, and they work still. So I, I don't know I had, what you're. It may. It's entirely possible that the what I got they they were difficult to get out of the forms. So like when you open the box, it's just like sheets of cardboard sheets. And the shapes are in each of the sheets. And I had trouble getting the things out of the two initial sheets. Like, they were, they required a little bit of extra force to actually pop out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where a lot of the bending happened. Maybe you got some bum cardboard. Mm. Yeah, I might have gotten, I might have gotten the, these, these, are the, these are the shitty Labos. That just been <laughs> I mean, that's they were $16. Shelves. They were $16. It's true. It's 100% accurate. That is true. Uh... But yeah, I, I'm I, I, I'm I'm entertained enough uh, that I definitely am going to spend Dude, more time. Dude, li- like with y- that. your kid, Lyra, she is going to ha- the house. Yeah, she will have a blast with well, that. It's funny you should say that because the house is what she's demanding. Like as soon as she saw the box, she saw the house and was like, "Make that!" And I was like, "Honey, this is going to the t- the, the day is not thirty two hours long. I don't. <laughs> those are." Oh my God! What have I done? And then I I left. I got in a car, and I I just drove for the coast, man. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. Uh, that never happened. Uh, we have been playing real video games uh, that don't involve spiders. It's a weird spider-heavy evening. Yeah. Uh, Susan. Yeah. I want to start. This uh, forewarning everybody. This is just all RPGs all the way down. Hope you like weeb today. shit. Yeah. Because it's it's about Super. to get. Super Weebo. It's about to get Steve Weeby up in here. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. There's a deep cut for you. That's a deep cut. <laughs> All the cuts doing? are from... Oh, <laughs> Steve's playing Donkey Kong. Uh, Susan, you, you've been playing something that I didn't think you would play. I was very surprised to hear that you picked up this game. You've been playing Persona 5 Royal. I have, yes. And I was equally surprised that I... I picked it up but I enough people told me that it was different enough from Persona 5 that even if you if you played that game to completion there would still be something there for you mm. and I really and I, I I played both Persona 4 and Persona 4 Golden so all right fine um, and I my experience with it has been really, really interesting, especially given certain conversations that have come up about difficulty and accessibility. It's too easy for me. For me. For you. Yes. Because the 
So in case you're not familiar with what happens when they do another version of Persona, they do the main game, and then a, a year or more later, they bring out a remixed version that has new characters, some quality of life changes, there's new content, and usually some extra goodies thrown in. This in, in this case, what they do makes the game dramatically more accessible mm. to brand new players. So if you've never played any Persona, this is a really great opportunity because it speeds up the onboarding a lot. It makes the, the game easier. How does uh, it which, speed things up? Like Persona is so locked into a calendar that, yes. you know, you're, you're often stuck, like, you know, Persona 3, 4, and 5 all lock you in place for about eight hours before it says, yes. here's the game. Yes, very true. This, for example, if you, uh, so with Confidant Links, as an example, in the old game, you might have to wait until you've hung out with somebody five times. Sure. For something to level up. Now, you're like, bing, 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 and you're at level five with them practically immediately. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then if you want to develop it after that, you need to put in the effort, but you can get pretty much all of your confident links to that level nearly instantaneously with, mm. with minimal effort. The combat is dramatically faster and easier because now Persona... Personas all have traits now. And the trait is something that goes with the persona when you do fusion. And the trait might be makes you immune to status ailments. Or magic costs half as much. Or or you automatically have uh, increased attack at at the start of every turn. Stuff like that. So combat is immediately a lot easier. And in the original version, a lot of what made it difficult was managing resources, whether that's time, whether that's uh, your SP, that's your special points, that's the stuff that lets you do magic, uh, whether it's your money, whatever it is. You will be falling all over yourself in money. You'll have more money than you could possibly use. You will not care about SP. You'll just, you'll have tons of it. Hmm. And... And that's all, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really good for folks who don't necessarily want the game to be that hard, that want, don't want it to be that challenging, or don't have, like, when I come in and I see an enemy, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you, you're awake to electricity, no problem. <laughs> because I've been playing this for like my entire life. Right, right. Right. So uh, for new players, this is all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff so that you can, it's a, it's a more gentle onboarding and learning of all these things. Fusion is way more fun now because now you also have... So fusion is when you take two personas and you smoosh them together. And they and, love each other very much. And they love each other <laughs> very, very much. And you get a new persona that inherits some of the traits of both ones. But now, on top of that, there's... As you go through a dungeon... Uh, sometimes the Velvet Room will become unstable. And if you fuse Persona when it's unstable, woo, you get bonus shit. Huh. And they're even they're even more powerful. And there's just all this extra stuff to make experimenting with fusion more interesting and more fun. Wacky stuff can happen. 
wacky overpowered stuff can happen. Like the game is just, oh, and forget it. With the DLC, the DLC is so overpowered, it's ridiculous. Yeah, what is in the, what was in the DLC? So in the DLC, in addition to a whole bunch of costumes, isn't that lovely, you get a bunch of accessories hmm. that will, one, one of them, one of them, for example, increases your stats plus three. All your stats. Just all your stats? Plus three. <laughs> and you get nine of them, which means everybody gets one. Like, huh. you don't even have to decide, well, gee, should I give this to the protagonist? Should I give it to... No, don't worry. Whatever. Everybody. Whew! And you get one, and you get one, and you get one, and you get one. It, it's... it's And then you also get, for free, some ridiculously powerful personas hmm. that you can, you can summon... Off the bat, just right in the front. You don't, right have, to the front. Right you don't have to discover them; they're right there. And you can. Oh, and you also don't even have to pay to summon them. Huh? Wow. So, like, you are ridiculously powerful. Which did again, you did you kick up the difficulty? Like, not yet. Yeah, you know. So this is something we talked about way, way back uh, in the previous incarnation of this show when Persona Five first came out. Yep. And I was treating uh, arachnid bites with spirits <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. In, the, in the good year 2017. Uh, <clears throat> we, all three of us were playing Persona 5 uh, at the same time together. Mm-hmm. And I made the unusual decision that I was going to play it on easy, which is not how I tend to play Persona. Susan, you and I are old SMT people, yep. and I like the challenge. I like the, the very uh, chunky... Uh, rock, paper, scissor nature of mm-hmm. Persona Combat. But I like I knew that this was going to be a 100-hour game, yeah. and I wanted to get... Like, I just wanted to do the story. Yep. And at the time, uh, at the very beginning, like, you you said to me, you were like, that's not... You're not even playing Persona. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and I said, I know, but the easy mode... And I was on a real easy mode kick at the mm-hmm. time. Uh... I, the easy mode was great in the beginning because you still had to play. Your resources were so mm. meager and your persona collection was so small yep. that it, like you could still die in battle. The only thing that really changed was that it sped everything up really fast. Mm. But by the time I, you know, you get 20 hours into this game, you're a fifth of the way through, that ceases to be the point and the rest of it was just like... Whew, just blow through it until yep. basically the final bosses. Yep. Uh, and so I am like all of this stuff that makes the game faster sounds really, really appealing to me, but mm-hmm. I still want the fights to be perilous. I just don't want them to be long. And yeah. like, it doesn't sound like this is nailing that balance. It seems no. like it's just like letting you blow it over even on the normal difficulty, which is e- problematic. I've died, I'm in the fifth dungeon, I think. I've died once. Oh, wow. That's not yeah. great. One, it's not, it's not. To be fair, again, I played the original game through twice. Right. I am very, very well versed in all the persona ins and outs. So, like, I know the strategies. I know, like, I know what the, like, I remember what the boss is in this in this game do. So mm-hmm. I already know their weaknesses going into the fight. So I'm, I'm, I am, I am OP playing this game. But the reason why I haven't 
adjusted the difficulty. It's two reasons. One, by the time I realized it was it was a cakewalk, mm-hmm. I was I was into the dungeons that aren't that great. Your first three dungeons are wonderful. They're so cool. And then after that, it's kind of... Yeah. Are you into the art museum? I remember the art museum being where I was like, this dungeon's not great. I'm long past that. No, no, no. I'm in the spaceship right now. You're in the spaceship. Wow, you're really into the game. You're flying. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm in there. I'm also fast-forwarding through all the plot because I know sure, it. Sure, you know it. So, so why am I doing this? The other reason... So when I replayed Bioshock... Um, so the problem I have when I when I replay games that allow you to make choices is I always end up doing the exact same dang thing. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I replayed Bioshock, I'm like, okay, I'll play it on easy. And I had so much money and so much ammunition. It allowed me to experiment with things because there was no risk that anything was going to go wrong and I was going to lose my progress. So I got to do things I would never have done otherwise. And I'm approaching Persona the exact same way. The combat is not going to be a problem. I don't actually have to worry about forming the best squad to fight. Because I'll win no matter what. So I'm using this opportunity instead to only pursue the confidants that I want to. And to explore stuff I never got to finish. Cool. Like, I, I've finally been to the batting cages. I never got to go to the batting cages the first time I played. You know, so I'm doing that, and and oh my god, and and me- mementos is fun now. Oh wow, that is a huge change. They did right? it. <laughs> First of all, they changed the music to be like 1970s Fleetwood Mac. Oh thank okay. God, that music in mementos is it just, was bad. You just say the word, and I'm automatically like. Oh so yeah, no, it's now it is like the original recording of Rhiannon. Nice. Like, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's good. All right. And there is this little character, Jose. They call him Joe's, but look, folks, it's Jose. <laughs> There's some real Rafe Fines bullshit happening in right, the show exactly. <laughs> Your name is Ralph, asshole. It's Ralph, buddy. Like, stop it. Just stop it. So uh, he he shows up there and he's like, um, you know, hey, if you find any flowers, would you bring them to me? Because I would really like them. And so now one of the pickups as you drive around is these bundles of flowers. And there are stamps, uh, a specific number of stamps throughout the, the entirety of mementos. Like each level has a certain number of them. And you can trade them into him. To increase the amount of experience you get, to increase the amount of money you get, wow. increase the amount of items you get, or a mixture thereof, which is really cool. I mean, just I, like all of this, I, all of this sounds like it just makes it a much more pleasant game it is. to play. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I, I, it, I adore a Persona, and have, I've adored Persona 3, 4, and 5, but like <laughs> all of them... The first editions of all of them are like, here's this astonishingly good narrative. Here are Mm -hmm. these characters you adore. Here is a feedback loop that you desperately want to be a part of at any given time. Yep. And we're winging it here and figuring out how to let you engage all these things. And it's going to be a little sticky. Yeah. And then eventually they like get it right. (laughs) 
Blair. The rest of it is just a first draft. Don't worry about it's it. All Enjoy the, the story. Yeah. But like this time, like the creepy teacher, I'm just not even with her. Just nope. Kawakami. I haven't even haven't even had the conversation with her. Like Morgana is like, hey, didn't Kawakami say something's wrong? Do you want to check on it? No, no. I do not. <laughs> no. No, I do not. I am not going to deal with the pedophile teacher. No. Mm-mm. No, oh, thank it's, you. A, it's a normal, healthy relationship between. But Susan, she'll do your laundry and <laughs> yeah, her pupil. It's yeah, it's that's and her high school student. That's a <laughs> yikes. There's a lot of yikes going on. That's in a, that there's game. a lot super of yikes. yikes. Uh, yeah, super duper yikes. Yeah, many many a yikes <laughs> throughout Persona Five. Far more than any of the other ones. Like, I find it weird that per- Persona Three. How long has it been since you guys played Persona 3? Oh, golly. Just ages? Six years. The PSP release? uh, Yeah, I I fired up the portable version not that long ago because I'd never played it. Mm. Uh, And I downloaded it on my Vita, the greatest console of all time. Hashtag Vita means life. Vita means life. Uh, And I only played like the first like four or five hours. Okay. Uh, This is last summer when I was uh, in Scotland. I was like, this could be a good traveling game. And it, it is a good traveling game, but I I was kind of amazed at how sort of cognizant the script in Persona 3 is of how weird and awkward and inappropriate everything is. Like, the beginning of Persona 3 is all of these high school kids living in a dorm on their own, and the early conversations are often like, wow, this is weird, isn't it? Like... This is it's probably not the greatest thing. Uh, like, like someone in uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion like looked around and went like, like hey, a bunch of kids, like, team, robots, like yeah. this is kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, and I like it, it's something that is it, especially in that game. It's almost <laughs> I feel like they had to because Persona Three is so dark. It's relentlessly dark. Uh, as opposed to Persona 4, which is super dark, but it is always like, ah, you're in a fun new place, and everybody's... And people are getting murdered and hung upside down from TV antennas. Right, but it's it's still like, at the end of the day, you go home, and, you know, the, the single dad and his mm. young daughter who's neglected is like, let's eat watermelon together! Like, <laughs> yeah, that's and then that Juness theme pops in. Every yeah, day like, is great at it's it's very like it's got that Buffy vibe where like everything okay, is really yeah, hard for yeah, these yeah. people, but there's still sunshine in their lives. Right. And Persona Three is not like that. But then you no, like no like, four and five like the 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 <laughs> the wildly inappropriate relationships that you can pursue and are encouraged to pursue sometimes. Yeah, are, are weird. And here's the here's what the first boss is a guy who broke one of your friend's legs. Yep. By the way, let's not forget that. He broke Ryuji's leg. Yeah. He physically beats the students and sexually harasses the girl. He beats yeah. the boys and sexually harasses the and, girls. Yeah, commits and assault seen, on school grounds. Like Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And he is and he is very appropriately shown to be a villain. And then <laughs> another teacher is like, 
wants to call you at night? Wants and to, is is and ready to be like, hey, uh, I have a side gig, <laughs> and I know you have pocket money. <laughs> yeah. Inappropes. Uh, Inappropes. Super inappropriate, yeah. Uh, so I just, I'm just skipping that. I'm not. That's good. That. that yeah, like that's, that man. The rest of it is, is this sounds pretty cool. Uh, I. It, it really is wonderful. It really is. I want to replay that game. Me, I, I can't justify it unless it's on. Like they bring Switch. it to Switch, and yeah. like, yep. I think it might be coming. Oh, it's because, absolutely because, coming. Like, Catherine's coming out. That remaster. Yeah. Uh, that they did for the PS4 is coming out this summer on Switch, so it's got to be coming. They have to know, right? Oh yeah, like they have. Oh, yeah. They oh, have yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> right? I'm excited when Catherine comes out on Switch to finally play Catherine. I have you? I was, you've never played, played Catherine? Oh no, I want to replay it. Oh, I haven't okay. played oh, it. Oh, 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 okay, so okay, okay. This is this is true. This is true. So Catherine came out in August of 2011, mm-hmm. right before. Uh, it came out two weeks before I was planning to propose to my wife, Catherine. Oh. Hmm. Uh, and so Kate was in my apartment. I lived in a studio at the time. I lived in this like tiny little 300 square foot box that many years ago was somebody's living room and was playing Catherine with a C. Oh, no, I think I know where this is going. It's like in like one of the early dialogues where Catherine with a K is like mm-hmm. saying like, where is this going? What's it all about? You need to grow up and make a decision. And Kate, real life Kate is standing behind me near the coat rack by my dresser where the ring that oh, I have God. had made and designed myself is in the pocket of one of my coats. And she's like fumbling around over there and I'm like, this is so much. <laughs> Pick a different game, and she's like, okay. "What? What are you doing right now?" And then I was like doing the puzzles where like a giant baby is crawling yeah. up to like murder you, and I was like, "I need a stable income. This is too real." Oh God, I'm a year and a half into being a freelance journalist. Why am I doing anything? Uh, I understand that people have a complicated relationship with that game now. Uh, apparently there are things in it that are, are, are a little problematic, and I was completely unaware of yeah. those when I played it in 2011. So I'm interested in going back and, uh, and seeing as an adult. <laughs> uh, same, and that was, that was part of... And also, I really... The thing I remember about Catherine, because I played it and reviewed it at the time, mm. and, and loved it, what I really appreciated about it was it was such a different kind of puzzle game yes and you could feel yourself getting better at it mm. yeah you would go back to a, a level that had just stumped you and like oh pfft, now this is easy now and i i love that i love when games through failure and you you get smarter yeah you get more skilled and i and i loved it for that and I got the remake and started playing it and was bored out of my mind. No kidding, really. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Uh yeah, I definitely want to play it again. Uh I also really hope uh that when Persona 6 rolls around, I kind of hope that and I'm not saying like I don't need uh the Persona team to make an RPG about a guy who's about to turn 40. I don't need the game to be about me. <laughs> That's right, not what I'm right. saying. 
but the thing that I lo- loved about Catherine was seeing those writers, those artists, mm. those musicians, and those directors saying, why don't we tell the story of somebody who's experiencing something different? Yep. And I like that, you know, part of part of uh, why I want to revisit that story is people talk about like, oh, well, there are these problematic elements in Catherine, and there's not a single character in that game that is supposed to just be um, an unassailable good person. Like they're yeah, all... but that's not the yes. That's not the problematic parts. Oh, it's not. I, no, I I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm not talking from a place of authority. I genuinely don't okay. know. The way Catherine handles a trans character is garbage. Yeah, who's trans is in shall we, shall we say very, it's very Japanese? Who's trans in that game? Uh, is it like a side character or something? It's a. All right, don't tell me because I'm yeah, gonna. I don't want to tell you when it comes out on Switch. I'll, yeah, like, I'll end up playing well, it. A lot of it stems back to like one of the head guys on these games. I don't think he's part of the team anymore, but like he's got some like homophobic and transphobic views. Really? Like he's he's the reason why there are always like characters like in Persona Five that are like weird gay sex pests. Oh, oh, oh but but. but. They rewrote it. Yeah, they changed it for yeah. The, so for the what role. happened in the original version is gay weird sex pests are, are basically assaulting Ryuji, and it now it's been rewritten. Oh, I remember that to, part. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it's like super uncomfortable. That's, yeah, and that's now gross. They're like they're drag queens, and they're like you would make an amazing drag queen. <laughs> you know, awesome. let, like look at like you got the body for it. You'd be fantastic. What's your what's your drag name going to be? Like it's that. Huh. kind of thing it's there's nothing it it doesn't it doesn't feel like assault yeah. anymore so i appreciated that a great deal well that's man well that's good maybe i i hope that uh when Catherine comes out for switch that maybe they'll they'll take it i heard they've approach. made changes I, I don't recall what they were i don't know if they're good enough but it's like, a, it, mm. but like it's clear that even the localizers are like we can't like there's not a lot we can do with we can't, well not even that like we just we we have to like we have to change this we cannot release mm. this game as it was originally made for today's audiences Man, like, we have crazy. to make changes i didn't yeah. even i don't even I, I did not know that there is a character who's trans in Catherine. that's wild uh now i hmm shit time is weird everybody Time uh, is weird. Time is weird. Time is very I think, weird. like, the most egregious part was, like, in one of the endings. Correct. That oh. is correct. So, like, if you didn't get that ending, you didn't see, like, the worst oh, part of Oh, all right. I, right. yeah, I definitely played through... You have to do, like, a bunch of weird shit to get the ending where you reveal who the big bad guy actually is. Spoilers for a game that's a billion years old, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, like to get the true ending or something. To get, to, yeah, to get yeah. the true ending, the you have to reveal that the bartender is behind it all. Right. Uh, and in order to do that, you have to, like, I, I fact my way through the end of that game. Oh, did so, you? Yeah, uh, down okay. to the puzzles, because uh, the old Anthony uh, don't do good puzzle brain. Oh, uh, that's Yeah, true. you hate Picross. Yeah, uh, yeah I, and like... Yeah. I, I got I got to the end game where it's like you have to do these stages in a certain amount of time in order to get that ending and yeah hmm the uh, the it the the original 
way it, it is presented. I don't know what they've changed it. It's there, you know, there's a, a female character at, who's in the game, and it's like, oh, <gasps> she's actually a dude. Oh, dun, man. Dun, dun. It's like, okay, and? Right, is like, it one and, of the Catherines? It is not. Oh, okay. Wait, it is. It is, yeah, because she's a succubus. So that, no, so, so blonde, not your wife, blonde not Catherine your, not with a C is trans? Catherine with a C, yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. I think that was it. But but anyway. Anyway, all right. Yes. Yeah. Man, I got to no, go. No, she's a succubus. It was the bartender who was. No, the bartender is a it was, guy. It was a like an old man. That's that's I have to... It was the waitress. It's the waitress. It's the waitress. The redhead. The redhead. The, yeah. The redhead is. Oh, man. Yeah. Jesus. I didn't and know that. And then that was like this. like, And you were supposed to. And the way it is presented in the game, you're supposed to be horrified. Oh God! It's just—it's gross. It's really gross. She's such a good character too, right? And, but I, it, again, like I've played it in ten years. So. Yeah. Uh, no, but she's a, she's a great character, and then the idea, yeah, and then the like, twist and happens. And yeah, exactly. What a fucking bummer. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually a wonderful transition to the other role playing game uh, in our lives, where right you cross dress. Uh, where you cross dress. That's actually not where I was going, but that's no. that's appropriate enough. Uh, no, I, I was talking about uh, problematic depictions of people in the past in games. Yeah, I was. I, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, a game yeah. that all three of us said would never be a real game. It's a real it's, game. It's a real game, and it's wonderful. It's real good. It's <laughs> they did really. It. They did it. They did it. Uh, they made Susan, a video you, game. Like, are like you actually a, playing this, or did you just play the uh, the demo? I watched my husband play the demo. You wa- okay? You watched some. You watched. Uh, you watched your husband play the demo. Dave, yes. tell tell the people um, about your early experiences with this magical thing. You took the day off. Yeah, to I took play. the day off and just like played for like eight hours, and uh, immediately was struck with just like one that it's both it's both a faithful retelling of the original like the first five hours. But it's like expanded in such a way that like actually feels interesting and good and not, li- and not like turning the Hobbit into three fucking movies. Uh, uh, so, and it's immediate with how quickly it hits you with that. Like basically, oh, it's a, it's the, the, you the first the chapter demo. is the bombing run, which is like, of course, they're gonna blow this out to this like hour long mission. It's like ten minutes of the original game becomes this hour long mission, and it's just like, of course, it's all cinematic and like, it, music's fucking amazing. It's introducing music to the is it's am- so good. It's like, oh my god, because like here's okay, here's where I'm at. I played the original for ten minutes, mm-hmm. hated it. And have have am am annoyed by people who obsess over this game. <laughs> and then you know, I'm li- the the music. You you think to yourself, oh, you know, with you know all the concerts and the dear friends and the oh, when we need to No, it is actually still that goddamn good. Yeah, the dear friends. But that's a deep cut. The dear friends thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jesus. It is miraculous how incredible that music is it and, truly is uh, what what you see and hear in the demo susan is almost i would say misleading yeah about uh not mechanically 
Not mechanically. No, mechanically the demo is very representative of how good and versatile and interesting that battle system becomes. Uh, but it's misleading because the demo really does make it seem uh, at a very base level that it's what we always thought a yeah. Final Fantasy VII like, remake we just, would we, be. Just, we made Final Fantasy VII and it we, looks and like... And it, it looks, looks like and butter. sounds great, and it's amazing. It's no no expense was spared. Like we did it all, and it's it, I gotta give it up to these weirdos because the moment you leave the demo, yeah, content, the moment the second chapter happens, it's like okay, it's just an entirely different thing, and because the music it, gets weird, and it's oh, because well, not only is the game suddenly like okay, so this section again that took. Five minutes in the original, uh, you just kind of run through to get back on the train to meet up with your your friends. You basically you blow up you blow up the reactor in the city. You go, um, everyone splits up, meets back on the train. You meet you run into Aerith, um, and then you end up back on the like you run into some Shinra troops and then you're back on the train. Five minutes, like literally. This it's like not only are you basically led through the resu- the consequences of your actions, which is eco terrorism. Like let's not <laughs> let's not dance around words. You are an eco terrorist. Uh, you blow up the reactor. It causes a bunch of damage. Like people are freaking the fuck out. Uh, everyone's like really scared. You're like walking around, and then you run into Aerith, and then Dementors show up. Like straight oh spoilers. Let's just say anybody. This is like the first two hours of the game. But still, it's also in a, it's, it's it's in trailers. It's it's but, very surprising when yes. it happens. I didn't realize that stuff is in, in trailers. But yeah, like straight up fucking the the wraiths from the end of a, a Christmas Carol show up and are like torturing you and Aerith and other people can't see them right away and, and then, it's not entirely clear oh, what's happening. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I did see that. And yeah, then yeah, 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 yeah. you also start getting visions of Sephiroth, which did happen in the original, but not until like... Oh, not until way past anything. Yeah. Like... And then he starts hinting at things that make you start to question the very nature of the game that you're playing. There are moments early in Final Fantasy VII Remake that make you wonder if it's a remake at all. That if it's, if maybe it's a stealth sequel. Which is Again, crazy. Again, crazy. Like, the, the, like, all they had to do is just make a pretty version of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And the fact that it's they're, sure. that they're That's sure. even all they had to do. hinting that there's, like, something more going on here is, like, just, like, the balls, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they do so not- I, I don't think I've gotten even close to where you are, Dave. I've only played, uh, uh, I've played nine hours over the past week, and I got right up to the point where you finally sort of meet Aerith, and she actually becomes like a playable character. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I, I've stopped. Uh, in fact, when I finish recording with you guys, I'm going to play a little tonight. I, I have it paused right here. Uh, but I, something that, I wasn't anticipating about this game, especially after playing the demo. That's a great demo, but like you're not expecting top tier writing and characterization based on what you see in the performances. In that the is game. correct, right? Yeah. It 
you get the impression like, oh, it's going to be some Final Fantasy some bullshit. Some anime bullshit is happening in front of my eyes. anime bullshit. And all three of us are uh, fans of modern Final Fantasy. All three of us liked Final Fantasy XV. We, are, uh, we represent the front line in the war to make everybody realize that Lightning Returns is the greatest goddamn game of all time. It's very good. That's correct. Now, yeah. there's I a love... lot of there's a lot of that trilogy in this game too. Oh, so much, so much of the Lightning Returns in this game. Uh, but like, I, 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 oh yeah, oh, directed uh, by so... the guy who directed who directed slash co-directed the Thirteen trilogy. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack. Uh, headed up by the guy who Masashi Hamazu and Mitsudo yeah. Suzuki. It's it's the same crew, uh, and I, I think all three of us really like the stories in Lightning Returns and Final Fantasy XV. But those games fall in the category of fantasy and science fiction, where like there's no point of view character. There's nobody there to act like a human being. It's the brand of science fiction and fantasy where it's like everybody's a fucking alien in alien town and yeah that's true yeah part of the experience is like settling into the strangeness of the world here's the glossary and, find out what a falsy is and, right mm -hmm. and and that's that's like it, i think that's why a lot of people never connect to those games because it does demand a lot of you to say like th there is no picard there is no luke skywalker there is no buffy summers to bring you into the strange rules, it, it really demands you make the effort. Uh, and yeah. some people like are like, that's bad writing. No, it's an intentional choice. And that's just the way it is. Uh, I expected that to be the same here. And especially based on the original game, uh, terrible translation uh, into English from the 90s aside, Final Fantasy VII was still like, these are broad archetypes. They, these were not the best characters as they were wrought in any of the series, even at the time. There's a reason that people talk about Six even now as like this big, wonderful character piece. Uh, I couldn't be more impressed with how well these characters are wrought in this game. It's and my favorite of them, I can't believe I am saying it, is Barrett. Barrett rules in He's this great. game. He's so awesome. And in the demo... Like, in the demo, it really seems like it's going to be like it was back in 1997. Mugging for the camera, like, just being kind of an idiot. And it turns out, as you go into the game, he's actually just a principled person who wants to be a ham. But he's goofy. He's not dumb. <laughs> and most of the time, he's just acting like a person when it's one-on-one. -on -one. And... Well, it, I, like all the characters kind of come across like that, like Cloud's yes. aloofness, which in the original just read as like, oh, I'm, I'm the stoic badass. Like here reads like someone who's very insecure with himself. Yes. And is trying to be something that he's not. And they actually allow scenes to develop that explore that rather than, you know, just having them be surface characters. It's I... I I am astounded that somebody at Square Enix, it's it, the, the closest comparison I have to it, Susan, is this is very much a Resident Evil 7 moment uh, yeah. for this series where they yeah. said, you know what, maybe we should try to humanize this a little. And the, the one thing I did notice, one of the things I noticed uh, in the demo was the overwhelming lack of anime bullshit. 
There's right? still some. I, I, okay, it's not but, gone. <laughs> but like all of the interactions with, uh, is her name Jessie? Jessie. Jessie's so good. She's yeah, great. She, like she's not doing, ah, ha, ha, where she leans over and like squints and gives you, you know, that. <laughs> she's not, she doesn't do any of that. She talks like an actual human being about things. And uh, I, that was amazing to me. And, and Barrett is like overwrought, but in a, but it's, not in a tropey there, way. There, there are scenes later when, and again, like let's like spoilers for the early part of this game for people listening. Uh, if you, if you want to be, you know, totally surprised by anything, please just skip a little bit ahead in the, in the show. Uh, but there, there is, a moment where they do like another bombing run and it mm. turns out that it is a trick. Like they, they have been tricked into oh, no. assaulting this power plant Ooh. and, uh, the like Fox news equivalent, uh, in final fantasy seven world is broadcasting cloud Barrett and oh, Tifa no. in, in this plant. And there's a moment <laughs> where like, before you progress, Barrett stops and he's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> You gotta do what you can for the planet! <laughs> and Cloud is like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, they cut the mic already. He's like, people are watching me. He's like, this is my chance. And I can really get my message out. And Cloud's like, no, idiot. They, they cut the mic. And he's just like, they got it. They got what I was trying <laughs> They got it. <laughs> Like, like, to that point, shit. people are acting like human beings. And, yeah, and and to that it. point, I'm actually really surprised that they kept in a lot of the the politics. Like, not just kept oh, yeah. in the politics of the original game, but, like, expanded on them, too. Like, the 90s, when this game came out, were a time when, like, there were a lot of movies about, you know, eco-terrorism. Because, like, oh, yeah. like yep. environmental concerns were big. And, like, hackers, like... The, a movie that is a, a favorite of ours uh, <laughs> is about like it's trying to stop a bunch of eco terrorists. Um, it's like one of the core like groups that's like involved with the with the hacking, the hacking, uh, the hacking. But here's a game that makes the eco terrorists the good guys, not the bad guys. The corporation is the evil entity that is actually destroying the planet, and. Um, and you're, you know, you're on a righteous quest powered by ideology to stop them. It's like but not it, one that's like not one that is black and white. Yeah, it is not narratively black and white and it's not morally black and white. All of the characters wrestle with the the their actions and the lengths that they're willing to go for their cause. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like and like realizing that there are real consequences for those. Yeah. Uh, like having Barrett, having Barrett in the script using his bluster and his grandstanding to cover up the fact that he is not feeling good about violence is mm. awesome. Yeah. It is an awesome choice. And, and like the oh. fact that the, the writers also uh, one of the changes that, that they, they made, um, which is like I mean if you've if you followed any of the other games like they they hint at that there is this conflict like Crisis Core goes into this a uh, lot more, but there's a conflict between uh, Midgar and Shinra and Wutai. Like Shinra wants the resources that Wutai has. 
Yeah, there's like, like another, there's another no, land you're pass. not opening a reactor here. And so they go to war. And this happens years before the events of Final Fantasy VII. And so, like, there's some, like, Iraq war kind of bullshit going on here where, like, Shinra is trying to drum up another war under false pretenses so they can get more... It's, like, like fascinating that this big budget spectacle, like, that they were allowed to explore these themes, even in, like, you know, sort of obvious grand terms. Uh, but, I don't know, like, you don't... You don't see that kind of stuff. Not yeah, yeah. not in a game that costs millions of dollars to make. And it's also man, you would the entire premise of this seems like fan service the exercise. And it, there is fan service. There are these moments where there are these nods to things that people who love the original or just like Final Fantasy broadly will enjoy. But it is not staged or paced or rolled out in any way that's just like, let's go for the easy win. Let's just... Yeah. yeah. I just realized something, and I will bet you a dollar that this is true. You're going to be able to keep Eris from dying. I... Uh, well, that... Again, I, I, this is not a spoiler to say this, Uh but I, I genuinely wonder if that's part of what Dave and I were getting at, Susan. In yeah, the I, the yeah, idea that this yeah. is not uh, a remake in the traditional sense. Uh, it, like, I, I, there are these aspects to it that make <laughs> it feel like it is a, like an under-the-breath sequel. Like, in, yeah. the, in the same way that, like, Battlestar Galactica uh, 2003 right, right. was. Uh, the idea of, like, this has all happened before, this will all happen again, there are vibes of that throughout this. And whether that equates to Aerith coming back to life uh, at the end of the game, or it being revealed to be in the future, like, I don't know. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is that this is an inventive enough project that th like those things are on the table. They're feasible, and they don't feel cheap or stupid or uh hackneyed in any way which i can't i can't believe that you know i can't believe I, that square a company that released the quiet man not two years <laughs> oh ago oh my god yep was <laughs> yeah, able to did. pull it off like i mean we, we've talked about this before the company has had rocky past especially mm -hmm. like the last decade and i you know i kind of wondered if they were able to weather getting out of the last gen with and like 15 as rough as it is like you started getting hints that like maybe they're figuring stuff out and it's like it's kind of unfortunate that like this big multinational corporation can't seem to get its shit together but like i Final Fantasy VII Remake makes me think that maybe they did it. Yeah. And like, I, there, there's a confidence in, in both, like, just technologically what they were able to pull off. Because, uh, like, oh, it's gorgeous. Like, even on, apparently on a base PS4. It runs flawlessly yeah. on a base PS4. There is um, not significant loading. It's just pretty, and it runs great. Um, but, like, character-wise and narratively, too, that there's just, like, they they're still able to do interesting stuff. Like, like I was talking to you, Anthony, that this feels like... It's no secret that Final Fantasy VII, um, your opinion, like, whatever your opinions of it may be, 
it's Square Enix's or SquareSoft's originally most popular game like ever. Oh like, yeah, there's like, no, it's, there's like, no it is, about that. It is yeah. the game that made them the international powerhouse that they are. I'd say it's a generation it's, defining like yeah. it, like for that hardware. Like yeah. it is, I I would say it's you know one of the five most iconic games of the 1990s. Like, yeah, it's just, and it is a, oh easily easily it is a dragon that they have been chasing ever since. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and. To like they they've found success and like I like other Final Fantasy games but there's a reason why so many people love this one and they th- th- I don't think that they hit the feeling of that game in quite the same way like it feels like everything that they've been trying to make has been trying to replicate that success yeah and I think this is the first time that they've done it I since then. I, I can't argue with that. I can't. It's argue like with that. like like when we were talking about control a few uh, months ago that like control feels like the the, the result Sam of Lake, everything. Sam Lake yeah. nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Lake's office ty- typing away in his murder dungeon. Uh, that like that was like the the result of like everything that they've been trying to achieve since Max Payne. That the remake for Final Fantasy VII has been every a culmination of everything yeah. that Square has been trying to do. Um, okay, but okay, but and and I have not played this. I mm-hmm. have not played the remake yet, so I you know may absolutely come around to your way of thinking. A not insignificant portion of why Final Fantasy VII is Final Fantasy VII is. When it happened, yes, the age of people when it happened, mm-hmm. the technology it was on, and some of it is absolutely the game for sure, but I I would put it like fifty fifty, honestly. Oh, absolutely, abso- ab- absolutely. I and I think that that's what makes the remake so remarkable, Susan, mm-hmm. is that it sort of takes the. Uh, the impression of quality, the the sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, like people have this inflated sense of what that game actually was like because right. of all the factors that you're describing both right. you know the 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 time that people are experiencing it the technological leap it represented at the time and what is impressive about Final Fantasy 7 remake is like it is a gorgeous game it is not the most gorgeous game mm-hmm. it is not a technolo- it is a technological uh feat of quality, but it is not a sort of generational showcase. Right, 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 right. And, and I mean... Yeah. Go ahead. I, all I, I, what I was going to say was, I, what impresses me about this, and again, I've only got nine hours on the clock. I've played a third of the game. Mm-hmm. But it is crafted in a way that reflects enough self-awareness and intent that it seems like the people making it said, we understand exactly what you're describing. Mm-hmm. That this feeling that people have from this game and the cultural impression that surrounds this game isn't the reality of that game. Mm-hmm. What if we tried to make something that actually lived up to that? But here's... To Dave's point, they have been chasing that yes. sort of thing ever since. And... Can't. 
because it was just the perfect storm of the age of the players and the technology mm-hmm. and, and people getting into video games who had never been into video games before. It was a lot of people's very first Final Fantasy. Sure. Right? And you're not going to have that mixture of events again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not It's not there. So you're not going to have another Final Fantasy and, VII uh, moment because you can't. That's, yeah. And, like, and something... Like, honestly, like, there are other things that have supplanted that, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that sort of confluence of technology and art. Uh, there, there are other things that have stepped into that role for the generations that have followed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, like, part of what makes this game so interesting is the sort of tacit admission that it can't be Final Fantasy, but it can be its own thing. Can, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, for sure. Like I don't doubt that it's it's great. Yeah. Like like let's just make a really good game. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. top of everything else, and yeah. like let's make a game that is better than ninety nine percent of what else is out there to mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. at a given time. Uh, it's. I I I mentioned this last Friday when it came out that I don't think that there is a single movie or video game that is a remake that just uses the word remake in its name. Like Final Fantasy seven remake is called Final Fantasy seven remake, not Final Fantasy seven, not right, Final right. Fantasy seven remaster colon origins yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- rebooted. Re- like yeah, everything yeah. that ever does this either goes with the, the flat title, you know, look at every movie, God of War, re- even. O- oceans I mean, 11. Like a- yeah. Yep. Psycho, like every yep. nobody ever says, "Oh yeah, it's a remake." Fr- flat out, the statement made by putting that right in the in the title. There, there are two ways you could look at it. Either it's mercenary as fuck, and it's just like let's go for the juiciest SEO in the history of the <laughs> last twenty five years, my dogs. Let's just go for it. Or they they're really saying like let's let's really make something again like let's why let's, not both we're why, getting no more and, and honestly both <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it can be both it, it can, can be both, it can be both. And commerce it's fine and but like and i like i before i actually played it i thought that that was a purely mercenary choice mm. i did not expect this to be anything other than i expected resident evil 2 yeah. from last year mm. Which was a, which is a gleaming product, uh, and it's great. It's a great product. It's so good. It's so good, but so it's good. N- it's not like it's not the like the most. It's the same game, just not. Uh, yeah, but even that, like, uh, and again. Resident Evil 2 especially, I am speaking about the original Resident Evil 2 as a guy who was that age when he played the original and that technology and all of those things. But I I delight in the the sort of... Like, Resident Evil 2 on the original PlayStation, you can tell was something that they were like, fuck it, what we were trying to make, that's not going to work. You have a year. Finish it in a year. You, get, get the punk rock kid from your division. He's making it. The one in the leather jacket and the sunglasses that he's wearing inside. Have him make it. We gotta get something out. And what they produce is just this dirty punk rock action game 
clearly made by people who stayed up way too late watching too many movies. And that's what the original is. It's just reeking of creativity and under-pressure passion. And the remake is money dollars. It's just, let's, let's spend all the money. Let's make a thing that is undeniable. And it is undeniable. And it's very well made. But I, I just, I don't know how many people are going to be 16 and talking about Resident Evil 2 remake uh, oh, none. in 20 years. None. None. You know what I mean? None. It's just great. Yeah. It's just very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I was expecting that of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I thought that this was going to be a, this was a commercial proposition, mm-hmm. a corporate decision made to get back on top of our money-making game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, against all odds, it's just not, which is weird. I can't wait, for, like, we were talking, like, the, we were segueing into this, but I can't wait for you to get to Walmart, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. Like, I'm pumped about the, that. The changes they made there are smart like i don't want to spoil it but like here's here's what i'm going to be very curious to see i've never played it i don't even know what the story is i can tell you about chocobos and materia and i can give you character names i have no idea what the plot of this game is none and i will be very interested to see if the reactions you're having to it are because you're comparing it to the original yeah I, I, and it's, it's impossible to play this game in a vacuum. I will say I I have listened to podcasts that have like younger hosts, like people in their mid twenties who did not have like either didn't play Mm -hmm. seven or have not had the same attachment to seven and Mm -hmm. have walked away from this going like, this is incredible. So Hmm. I don't know, like maybe it is. It will transcend like our yeah, um, affection yeah. for it, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to play it, and I will, I will deliver my perspective. Yeah, I, I also am excited for you to see the battle system, Susan, because yeah. it is uh, the people that have sort of scoffed at fucking bullshit, going real time action it doesn't need to be an action game. Uh, I spend ninety percent of my time in big fights in this game looking at a paused menu of commands thinking about what I'm about to do uh, because that's how you have to play this game they came up with a I, the, the thing that I've been contending recently is that every single Final Fantasy that's been made for, since the first one is the people making them trying to figure out how to fix what was fucked up and broken about the way it played the first time around and they're like we came up with a solution and broke up everything else like it is a constant trying yeah. to plug the holes in the leaking hull. Uh, and this is, this is one of the most elegant marriages of tactical, slow, thoughtful decision-making and sort of furious, engaging, dramatic to see action. Well, cause like one of the, one of the biggest, uh, complaints I think that like people had, I had about the original is like all of the characters narrative aside, they're all basically the same. Yes. Like, like, oh, interesting. Because well, the yeah. thing is, like, the materia allows you to put whatever spells you want or whatever abilities you want in everyone. Like, right. the stat differences aside, like, Barrett's a ranged character because he has guns. Um, Eris is more suited for magic because she's just not as physically strong. Um, right. And her magic stats are higher. And the limit breaks are different. But 
you can kind of mix and match whoever you want. You'll be fine mm-hmm. for the most part. Whereas this, like, they force, like, Cloud um, does a lot of, like, his attacks are capable of more area of effect because he's got the big dang sword. Mm-hmm. Tifa's much faster and is capable of building stagger gauges uh, more quickly. Uh, Barrett is your, your long-range guy, and Eris, again, is your healer. But, like, they, their attack animations are different. The uh, the abilities that they learn from their weapons are all different. So mm. like you're like, and they also have like each character has a secondary ability that uh, like Cloud has the ability to counter attacks and do like huge damage with that. Um, Barrett has an overpower ability that just like boosts up his uh, his attack his ATB gauge really fast. So you can use abilities. So you're constantly forced to switch characters and like as you're attacking with one character you're building up aggro so all the enemies start swarming them so you're like oh shit i gotta switch and uh just the way that they make you think about what every character needs to be doing at all times uh Hmm. and that every character and every yeah every character has a reason to exist they did it (laughs) yeah Love it. I love hearing that. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. I, I will be very, like, as somebody who delighted in the mix of sort of strategic thinking and really fast decision making that you had to do in Lightning Returns, uh, that is that is this blown out to a party system. Uh, it's great. And clearly it's given great. way more money than Lightning Returns. <laughs> yeah and all as opposed lightning returns was made with like 10 bucks and a prayer like the Man, fact that that, that game ran is all remember, oh that dog remember that oh, dog my God. oh God bless he that had dog. like five polygons i love uh, that dog wow that dog is great. I, I do love that dog i want a plush of that dog i man there is there it's so like funny lightning returns does so much with so little like People looked at that game and they're like, the textures are fucking terrible. But I think that, like, you know, when you're going through these cities that are just made of parts of other cities and there's paintings that are all blurry on the wall, it enhances the atmosphere all the time in that game. It just makes it feel strange and otherworldly and sad. Uh, and that that's the whole point of that game. That whole point of the game is that everybody's sad because nobody can die anymore. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like, the Final Fantasy VII remake is what those artists make when they're given all the money in the world. <laughs> and uh, they, didn't, they didn't put it to waste. I, I love, uh, there are just these really smart considerations of space. Uh, just these little things when you get to, like, walk into somebody's home in the game. Just these little touches to let you know about who lives there and what they... Have that, in their lives. It's that great. Eggs, that eggs and chips sign up on the seventh <laughs> heaven wall. <laughs> eggs and chips? What? Those two things don't go together. It's a or, British delicacy. Or do they? Uh, speaking of things that definitely go together, Dave, who is responsible for bringing us together to do this for them every two weeks? Our Patreon backers. Yay! Hey-o. Uh, Hey-o. Over at patreon.com slash continue podcast, uh, you can give us your money dollars uh, to help us do the show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's for hosting and uh, equipment and stuff to talk about. So we really yeah, appreciate it, it, it pays your... for the things that we talk about on this yeah. show. Yeah, pretty much. Really appreciate your support. I'm going to give a special shout out 
to our backers now. Uh, Shoutouts to Ryan Brady, Nick Rugen, Pete, Yaddle, Gluttony107, Ryan Mance, Ulmec, Adam Gauntlet, Double Taco, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Eric Van Quill, Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris, uh, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Yeah, guys. Uh, it, it means a lot. Uh, we, as we talked about with the spider incident earlier, we do talk to each other constantly when we are not doing this show. It's uh, true. But... Uh, you are the reason that we get to do this uh, thing together uh, every two weeks, and it means a lot to us that you enjoy it. Uh, it would mean a lot to us if you would share it with somebody. Uh, I uh, We understand that at the best of times, things are difficult, and parting with even a dollar is hard. Uh, but uh, sharing this show with other people is more important than giving us money. So please do that. You can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify as well, and that gets us uh, out there. So when people search random words like uh, "rum spider bite," uh, they'll they'll find this uh, on Apple Podcasts. I don't think it uh, works like that. It totally works like that. Anybody who backs us at a hundred dollars, if you give us a hundred dollars a month, Susan will send you a box of spiders. That's what we'll, <laughs> that's true. I will. Susan I will, will get you I a fucking I- box of forest spiders. I cannot it's, guarantee they will all be alive nope. when they get there, and I cannot guarantee they will not take over your house. That's but there, but they'll happen. They will arrive at your they'll home. They'll happen. 100%. If you back personally at a hundred dollars a month, it's true. Box it's of true. spiders monthly. Uh, <laughs> I just, I really want to see. Just imagining a Patreon what? level that says box of spiders. <laughs> Ooh. I'll do it. They sent it media mail. How? Uh, <laughs> Susan, where can people follow you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, and I will tell you more about spiders in the woods and uh, the other things that I am uh, doing, including uh, a mobile game I recommend called The Birdcage. Uh, does Nathan Lane... I was going to uh, say, is Robin no, Williams in this one? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not I love no. that movie uh, okay have you watched it recently it's been a while and yeah. it's been a long so time I I also love that movie loved past tense um, but the whole the, the whole conceit of the movie is uh, a, a, a homosexual couple's son comes home from college he's getting married his fiance's parents are super conservative so He's so ashamed of his parents, he asks one of his dads, the more flamboyant one, to leave the house. Yeah. That's horrifying. My my most vivid memory of the last... It's it's probably been a little over a decade since I've seen it. Uh, My most vivid memory of the birdcage last time I saw it, at the end of my 20s, was the, the son... Robin Williams and Nathan Lane's son mm-hmm. and Callista Flockhart are yeah. horrible people. 
horrible people. That they're both like reprehensible and that all the adults in the room are pretty reasonable when they start to speak to each other. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like everybody would have been fine if the kids weren't terrible people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually true. That's yeah. actually true. And I also yeah. remember, like, I, I, Hackman made me laugh so hard in that movie that I'm afraid to watch it again because I won't think Hackman's funny anymore. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't. I don't think I. We're all gonna die, everybody. We don't need to spend more time rewatching there the Birdcage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, where can people follow you? You can find me uh, on Twitter at David Robots. Um, you can also find me, I'm going to be streaming more, I think, on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash continue podcast. I've got my uh, my mister hooked up to a streaming there you go. thing. Oh, fun. Yay. Gonna, yeah. Start. So I'll be texting Tight. you guys if you want to hang out. Uh, you can find. I made a list of old Square Soft games on the Nintendo that I've never. Like, Square's like, like Tom weird Sawyer. shit. Squares, yeah, square, like trans, translated version of Square's adaptation of the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Yes, from the nineteen eighties. The guys who made Final Fantasy. The guys who made Final Fantasy finished making Final Fantasy, and they were like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make a Tom Sawyer RPG in nineteen eighty seven. I oh my want God. to play it. The yeah. cover art is wild. Yeah, I'm looking this up right uh, now. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Dave, should we do that? Should we just like book club our way through Squares Tom Sawyer? Let's I think it's it. a great idea. Uh, as for me, everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at a John Agnello. Uh, I do host another podcast called Video Game Grooves. If you like video game music, and if you would like uh, to enjoy more weird Final Fantasy thoughts. I have a feature at theavclub.com right now called The Best, Worst, and Weirdest Final Fantasy Games of the Past 30 Years. Uh, there are far fewer people angry at me for that article. Oh! Oh! How's that going, yeah. Susan? <laughs> oh, this is so racist! Yeah! Oh, boy! It's problematic! <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yeah, it's got golly. real Mr. Popo vibes from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, golly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. We will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Box of spiders. <laughs>